Welcome to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler, along with the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. Good morning. Good morning, Jess. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been nice weather, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, the light is starting to feel like spring out there. And yeah, very yeah, nice. Very for nice. sure. What are we talking about this week? Well, <laughs> so we have to talk about a scam that's going on uh, because I've had two clients now with this problem. And about a year ago, the FBI put out this this article about it, this warning, mm -hmm. and still it's going on. And I will tell you right at the beginning, if you think you would know this scam if it hit you, you won't. Um, so I'm going to tell you how to protect yourself from it as well. But boy, they are getting really, really good at this. The now, scammers are getting scammier. Uh, they really, they really are, Jess. In fact, if you think about it, you've probably, probably everyone listening to this show at this point, at some point, has received a notification that their uh, credit card or bank or payment app has had a, a breach, mm -hmm. and now they're going to offer you free identity theft protection, et cetera, right? Yeah, and then you it, get probably everybody's you money. get lured in. Yeah, well, the thing is, that's legit. They have had a breach. I, I remember uh, TJ Maxx. I got a, a letter from TJ Maxx one day saying our our data has been breached and some information of yours may have been, um, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Compromised. It's so weird it that you were compromised. It's so weird your info was with TJ Maxx at a shopping outlet, Francis. Oh, it could be. It could be <laughs> anywhere because they give you a credit card that has a MasterCard or a Visa logo on it. I know. Right. I'm just, I'm so, teasing you because you were shopping. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. I missed that one. I shop just like anybody else. I just like a bargain and I try to give things a ride in my cart and do all the things yep. that we talk about. <laughs> um, but yes, I was shopping at TJ Maxx, I'm sure. And I have one of their cards. And uh, of course, you know, in case anybody's ready to criticize me, I pay it off in full every month, of mm -hmm. course. But it is a convenient thing to have, and I get perks for it and, and all of that. So there's a right and a wrong way to do this. But if you've ever received one of those scam things, then you, I mean, one of those uh, data breach notices, then, and these have been going on for about a decade, mm -hmm. then what should go through your mind is not just, oh, great, they gave me identity theft protection for free, and I can monitor my credit report now because my data was breached, but the horse has left the stable. What happened to that data? Yes, we can protect your credit through freezes and fraud alerts, right? We can do that, but that means that information is out there. So what's happened is after about a decade of those kinds of breaches is that information is sourceable and the scammers are getting it. So let me give you an example. Okay. A client called me, I don't know, a week or so ago, maybe two weeks ago now, panic stricken. Uh, gee, he was working on his computer some pop-ups happened and said your computer has been you know hacked uh you have a, a virus you must contact us immediately and we're and and it said something about they were trying to take money out of his account i never got the complete story on this but what i did get was that he went to the bank right away he shut his computer off he went to the bank uh or called called the bank and explained what had happened there was apparently a phone number on the computer that he was supposed to call mm -hmm. from the fraud alert department, which prior to going to his bank locally, he did call. And they knew a lot about him. Mm -hmm. And this has happened twice in the last couple of weeks where clients have called me and said, but I know it was my bank because they knew the last four digits of my account number. 
they knew my previous addresses. Mm -hmm. They knew my social security number. And so when you get one of those calls in or you get a fraud alert that panics you, in this case, this guy was told they were trying to, so I guess what happened is he got a pop-up on his computer and it said, this is a fraud alert. Your computer has been hacked. We're your bank. And they knew the financial institution that he mm -hmm. banked at. Yeah. And someone is trying to take $22,000 withdrawal from your account. Oh. Is this you? Yeah. And so he, of course, immediately thought, oh, my gosh, my bank is trying to protect me. It's my bank. They know me. They're in my computer, right? Online banking and all. And so he immediately called his bank and said, no, it's not me. Now, the best thing he did is he called his bank and said, no, it's not me. And turned the computer off. Like, we do training on this all the time. And, yeah, they're like, get exactly. out. Like, don't connect through your computer because you're even making it worse. That's exactly right. However, the second person didn't do it that way. Oh. The second person did call the phone number that was on the computer. Mm -hmm. They did give up a lot of information. And they did believe that the people on the other end were their bank. The, the um, all the stuff that they got looked correct. You know, everything was masked properly, but they never called their bank directly. And so what happened is uh, the person, the scammer, had enough information about them. For instance, their social security number, their account, all of that. And then they had them start to do what the FBI has, has uh, written this article about. So when, you know, I often come online and talk about or on the air and talk about things that were put out by the Federal Trade Commission or Consumer Reports, I mean, Consumer Protection Agency, something like that where we know, okay, this is a scam and they're putting this out. But when you start to hear from the FBI on it, then you know it's getting complicated. Mm. So this gets really tricky because there's like a four-step process to the scam. Did this, um, real quick, did the second person that you were talking about, did he end up losing money or what, are you going to tell us what happened to him? Uh, just don't, no, I'll tell you what happened, but uh, they did not lose money oh, good. to date that we know of, mm -hmm. but uh, when they called their local bank finally and said, you know, I think you should be aware that I, I just fixed this problem. I got your notice and I was going to get scammed, but I did it okay, right? I did everything and the bank said, wow, really? Because we don't have anything like that on record. So when he called his bank and said, what do I do? Now that he realized he had been scammed and the people had got e gotten even more information from him, such as his email address that was on his uh, bank account, right? When, when he went to the bank, the bank didn't tell him, put a freeze on your credit report notify the police. Instead, they said, you need to have your computer cleaned. That was some sort of virus on your computer because nobody ever talked to our bank. It wasn't here on our end. Yeah, but unfortunately, so, he'd already given information over the phone. So even though you yeah, have the computer, you know, it's already out there. That's right. And what you don't know is, yeah, it didn't have anything to do with the bank yet or now. And maybe the bank would have caught it. But what if that person was doing uh, something to prepare for a future scam. So now they actually have this person's information, including the email on the account and all of that. So the person called me and I said, look, we have to do other things. You need to put a freeze on your credit reports immediately. You need to notify the police. You need to change your account numbers. You need to get new credit cards, new checks, all of that. And we involved the bank and the bank, in fact, did help us to get all of that done. So the person is we hope, relatively well protected. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they won't get something else somewhere. 
some other piece of information and they can use it in some other way. So I would like to talk about the FBI in this particular scam. Um, but first, I, I just want to ask you, do you have any questions, Jess, or have you known anybody that something like this has happened to recently? Well, I know myself personally, um, it's not similar with the virus and the computer, but I've been getting a bunch of text me messages that my UPS package has been delivered and I don't have anything uh, on yeah. order. You know what I mean? So I just delete them automatically, but I feel like if you followed up on it, there's some kind of scam there. Yeah, I don't get them that say my package has been delivered. Instead, I get a package that says your UPS package is, is, is at our uh, sorting location and we can't deliver it because we don't have your information. Can mm -hmm. you contact us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would just delete, delete, delete. But the thing is, you know, some of us are very um, tech savvy. We get text messages all the time. You get good at understanding what, what is a scam and what is not. But just yesterday, I had something pop up on my phone immediately, and it said Google at the top. wasn't from Google, obviously, but it had the Google logo, you know. And it said, your iPhone, which, of course, I have, but also, you know, doesn't, don't, millions and millions of people have iPhones. There's a pretty good chance that you might have an iPhone if the right. scammer's doing this, right? Um, your iPhone, or they might have said your Samsung, but they just take a shot in the dark, and they get enough, you know, yeah. they catch enough. Uh, flies with their honey. So your iPhone has been compromised and 28% uh, your virus has attacked 28% of your memory and if you don't do something about it immediately your iPhone will crash. Mm. And you were supposed to click the link to go and find out what to do about it. Now even the best of us on the busiest day when you get something like that and maybe you've had some emotional upheaval in your life or you've had something, you know it's possible that, that people who are even tech savvy might click on it and then where are you? I can't tell you where you are because I didn't click on it. So right, yeah. I don't know what would have happened if I had clicked on it. But those are the kinds of things you really, really, really want to be careful of. So just in case you don't make it to, through the second part of our show, I just want people to know one thing that I will tell you at the end as well, which is no matter what uh, is happening that is causing you to have fear and panic and feel like you need to make an any an emergent decision then you need to back up and be proactive rather than reactive mm -hmm. and so if it looks like your bank is calling you if it looks like your bank is texting you if it looks like you have a problem with your computer and you're supposed to call a number or click a link don't do it stop and say if this you can even tell the person on the phone if you're talking to them look if this is legit I'll call you back at my bank but do not call the phone number they give you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they'll say, sure, that's fine. Let me give you that. Do you have the number? Let me give you that number to call. And one of the biggest and tricks that scammers use is, do, you know, saying something that's a sense of emergency. So you kind of forget those steps. Like, you know, a big thing is nope. going to happen right away if you don't do this. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, Xfinity was doing work on the lines in my area. So I had a kind of a crazy day where I knew my internet service was going to come and go and there could be holes right mm -hmm. yeah issues in the middle of the day and that's the day that i got that message that said oh your iphone has been hacked you know now if i didn't have this rule in place where i'm just not clicking mm -hmm. don't click the link if you don't know who it came from right I, I mean admittedly we send links to clients that are you know that are um approving that we send them a link but it's obvious where it came from they can click it or you can copy it and paste it in a browser but i'm going to say with the the sophistication that the scammers have gotten these days, I, I really want you to be extra careful 
You know, I don't care if you get a link from Hug Your Money. I don't care if you call us and say, is this really you? Great. <laughs> yes, we'll tell you it's really us. Mm -hmm. um, I remember that uh, a few months back we had somebody claiming to be in Boston, Mass, in one of our locations, I right? A satellite story. office. Yeah. Yeah, using my name personally and calling people that, that they may be found as a friend on my Facebook page or something and telling them that I said, to call and that it was a great investment opportunity and I wanted them to buy in. And I promise you, all that person had to do was call us and say, is this really you? And they would have learned, no, no it wasn't us. But like and you said, he lost about yeah, and like you said, most people are distracted. Everyone's living life, so they count on that. No doubt, no doubt. So I will tell you exactly the four steps uh, that the FBI has warned about so that you can understand why even the most sophisticated people might fall prey to this. It isn't that somebody, you know, isn't tech savvy or got fooled easily. I mean, this is sophisticated stuff they're doing. And so I really want people to be aware of it and aware of what to do to avoid it. Okay, we'll talk about all of that in the second half. First, let's get to your phone number. Absolutely, Jess. It's 413-773-3333. And you can go to HugYourMoney.com. We'll be back with part two of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. That's coming up next on WHMP. Okay, perfect. We're at 13 and a half. I had no idea because I didn't tag when we started and usually I do. Yeah, Okay. Well, you got it down then. It's like muscle memory for you because it was almost exact. <laughs> it is like muscle memory for me. Yeah. All right, here we go. Okay. Welcome back to part two of Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler, along with the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. Hi. Hey, Jess. We're talking scammers, okay, I, and it's it's depressing how good they are. You know, if they weren't good, they wouldn't make money, and they would all go away. Mm -hmm. But that has not happened. And the more breaches we have of our personal information, uh, the more likely it is that you might uh, become a victim or at least a target of these things, uh, particularly if, if you have great credit and, and that has been out there somewhere and somebody sees, oh, look, here's a person with an 830 credit score. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's tag, target them. So I'm glad you brought that so, up. Let me just ask you a quick question here because sure. I've, I've heard this before, which this will make you cringe, but I've heard it before from people um, like, I don't have good credit anyway. They pick the wrong person, like where they just don't worry about it because they're like, oh, good luck to them. They pick the wrong person. But there are still things that could happen even if your credit is not great, correct? Yeah, forget the credit. What about a passport that says they're you? Mm, yeah. What about a driver's license that says they're you? And then they get into an accident, total a car, and you know, it have registered it in your name. I mean, if they can steal your identity, there's a lot of awful things they can do to you besides your credit. Mm -hmm. I do recommend a freeze on your credit report, whether you expect fraud or not. I, I wouldn't live a day without a freeze on my credit report. Um, because I can lift it when I want to. If I wanted a loan, I could lift it. But basically, nobody needs to get to my credit report without my permission. Right. So a freeze on my credit report, it's free to do. Um, you know, it's you can do it through Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion. And I think that's really an important thing because, yes, they could still try to steal your identity, but they can't spend you into the poorhouse if they can't get your credit. Mm-hmm. So you'd have a problem on your hands if they steal your identity for sure, but you haven't got mortgages and car loans and, you know, all kinds of debt out there with your name on it 
that you didn't take out and is now being defaulted on and they and you can't prove that it wasn't you that took it out. Right. So that's a that's a real problem. So I promised to tell you the four steps that the FBI is is putting out there and the first they call them acts, act 1, act 2, act 3 and act 4 like it was a play. Um, and this is the Internet Crime and Complaint Center which we call IC3. Okay. At the FBI. Of course so there's IC3. an acronym. I see three. I see three times the uh, chance that you might get scammed in this one. I'll tell you that. So, so Act One happens when you get an automated text, and it will say something like, "This is a free message from your fill in your bank name because they know who your bank is." Mm -hmm. In the in the first case, um, you know, I'll just say it was a, a local bank. So, this is a free message from the bank you're banking at, uh, from their bank fraud alert department. And it will ask you, did you attempt an instant payment in the amount of, and there will be an amount, 5,000, 10,000. In this guy's case, it was 22,000, right? Mm -hmm. Did you attempt this instant payment? Now there's a scare tactic right there. It's instant. Oh my gosh, I have to act immediately, right? right. Yeah. Did you attempt this instant payment for this large amount of money? And it will end with the typical reply, yes or no, or one to stop receiving these messages. So for all the world, this looks legit. Well, it's for got sure. your bank name in it. It says it's an instant transfer. They're trying to protect you. Did you do this? And all you have to do is reply yes or no. Well, of course, you're not going to reply yes. Right? You didn't do this instant payment thing. Right. So what happens when you say no? Yeah. So you shouldn't reply at all. What you should do is call your bank. Mm -hmm. But when somebody says, did you just try this instant payment, this instant uh payment or a transfer for $10,000, you're going to respond probably. So you respond no. Now when you respond no, the next automation kicks in, Act 2. So Act 2 will say um, the, you know, the, I'm sorry Jess, I just lost my train of thought for a That's second. Okay. Uh, uh, the, oh, what did I want to say about this? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, I got it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. So, so act two, what happens is you have to remember that the name of your financial institution changes from victim to victim. So does the amount. So you can't say to your friend, hey, I got a message from, you know, my savings bank locally or my cooperative bank locally and it said $5,000. Watch out for that one. You just have to tell people, you know, the scammers are going to change this all the time. It's going to be your bank and whatever amount of money they decided to put into it. So now that's changed, and they're, what they're going to say in Act 2 is, now that you've replied no, our fraud specialist will contact you shortly. Mm -hmm. Okay, now Act 2 begins when the fraud specialist contacts you and you answer the phone. Again, remember I said that this guy, the second person, answered the phone and gave him all kinds of information. I'm curious, by so, the way, are they advanced enough that when they call you, the caller ID shows up like a legitimate number? Yes, it does, and it's very often masked as your bank. Okay. So this is why I'm saying this is not some lightweight scam. You know, if you you just have to remember to protect yourself from this. Don't engage. Call your bank directly. Be proactive. Mm -hmm. If it's coming from your payment app, reach out to PayPal or Venmo or whoever's sending you this message and make sure it's them. I know it's a pain in the neck in the middle of your day to try to find a phone number and call these places, but you will save yourself so much headache if you do it. So now you answer the phone and the fraud specialist not surprisingly, knows a lot about you. Mm -hmm. They know your name. They know maybe your p previous addresses. They maybe know 
your social security number. They probably know the last four digits of your account number, right? Because of all these breaches that have happened over the, over the last decade, all mm. that information's out there. Yeah. So, you know, you get, they talk about your background information. They convince you that they know what they're doing and, and that they're there to help you and they're from your financial institution. Uh, and then things get really tricky in Act 3. In Act 3, here's what happens. The scammer instructs the victim to take their email address off their digital payment app, hmm. right? Because remember, this is an instant payment that you didn't right. initiate. Right. So they say, oh, immediately to protect you, take your email off that app, and they instruct you how to do it. So now you remove your email from the app. But they also ask you for your email address. What's your email address? And you give it to them. And now what they're doing is they're adding your email address onto a bank account, which the scammer controls. Mm. So now they've got your name, your last four of your account number, you know, a bunch of information from you, social security number, whatever. And now they've got your email and they've attached it to a bank account that they control. After that email address has been changed and you tell them what your email address is they tell you you're gonna love this one they this they tell you to start another instant payment in your app for the same amount which is going to reverse or cancel the instant payment which never really happened mm. well, now is this was, where a lot of people dump out like I think that I might go along no. up into that point I, I don't know. I think, that, I think, you know, you might, but you have to remember how good these people are at it. Mm -hmm. If somebody called you from your bank that sounded like, you know, they knew you and they had a lot of this information and they were there to protect you from this scammer who is acting very quickly in an instant transaction, right? Mm -hmm. And they say, look, here's what I want you to do. You know that banking app you have of ours? Yeah, I want you to take your email out of there. I want you to change it. Okay, what did you change your email to? Okay, what's your email address? Okay, great. We got that on our end now. You're safe. All right, this is going to be fine. Now, the scammer can't get to your money, but let's make sure that we reverse this transaction that they did or cancel this transaction so that you don't lose that money. Mm -hmm. Now, I think a lot of people, a lot of people would say, whew, thanks for saving me. Okay, I'm doing it one step at a time. Right. First of all, they may not even know how to do that, take their their email address off their app and put another one on and all that. So somebody's walking them through some technology mm -hmm. they may not be comfortable with. And let's remember that a target of a lot of these scams are people over 65. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now here you are with a situation, right? And, and you believe that they're there to help you. So now they get your email. They tell you to make this transaction so that you're going to reverse the one that is pending already or cancel the one that's pending already. When in fact, what you are doing is transferring money from your bank to their bank because they have just stolen your uh, email address, et cetera, yeah. and set up a new bank account. Yeah. Now, if you think that's bad, Jess, mm -hmm. what's worse is that these scammers have been known to follow up with the victims for days afterwards oh. to make that the victim feels comfortable that they haven't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I'm just following up on that. I just want to let you know, whatever they say, there's been no other activity on your account. The instant person was, you know, this thing was solved, whatever it was. Now, the, the FBI article doesn't say why they do that. So I can only guess why they do that. 
And I think they do that, first of all, so that you don't go running to the authorities saying, I've got a scam. Mm -hmm. Gives them a little more time. Yeah. And secondly, because after several days, that transaction has cleared and it's in their bank account for sure. And it's harder for you to get it back. Yeah, I can imagine it's near impossible to get money back once it's gone. Uh, well, if yeah, I mean, if you can prove it immediately, sometimes you can get it back. But for the most part, you know, they're so tricky. They're so sneaky about this. They fold up and they just they just disappear. I mean, you don't have a real phone number from them. You don't have an email address from them. All you have is somebody on the phone with a number that was masked as if it came from your bank who you gave information to and who you voluntarily gave your email address to because you thought they were there to help you. You know, and good luck. I mean, this when I said, you know, the FBI put this article out a year ago, I, I don't remember if we talked about it a year ago or not. We, we may have, but the fact that I've had two of these in two weeks, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, of my clients calling me saying, I had this problem, you know, can I, can you help me? And thankfully the local banks have been great both people were banking through a local bank and and they've been great but they can't it didn't it didn't come from them what are they going to do right so they're not really responsible for it but they're definitely not responsible for it and yeah. and they've been really really nice to help these people you know to calm them down say come in in person let's give you all new account numbers here's a list of all your automated uh, payments that were coming out of your account so you can go back and set those all up again with a new account, mm-hmm. what a pain in the patoot. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's gonna take two weeks to get new checks mm-hmm. if you still write checks. Um, and then, you know, the worst of it is, at least the first person I talked to, second person kind of had an idea they had been scammed. The first person really thought it was legit and they were really worried that they'd lost, you know, all this money out of their account. And how come it didn't show up on their banking? How come I don't see this? What's wrong with my computer? that I can't see this withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And they were still believing that it was a problem with their computer. Oh. When in fact it was a very intricate and very sophisticated kind of a scam. So, you know, it doesn't bring me pleasure, believe me, to come on the air and talk about what to be afraid of. Uh, and I really, I really wish there was a better way to catch these thieves. And some people will say, well, I just want away from the digital world. I don't want my information out there. I don't want any of that. And if you've done it from the start, you know, you never got a computer, you never went into anything digital, you never applied for anything online, uh, you don't give out any information to anybody over the phone. If you really have lived that life, you've done okay. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, most of us started out being trusting and saying, oh, Oh, I can bank online. Oh, won't that be convenient, right? Right. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and there is immense security around banking online. I'm not trying to scare people away. I bank online, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't worry that I, my accounts are going to get hacked. I put the protections in place. We talked about a freeze on all my credit reports, and I I do a multiple identification, you know, multiple verification on all my accounts, mm-hmm. so that it needs my face or my handprint or my fingerprint or my I or whatever it needs in addition to my yeah yeah multi-factor verification for sure Um, and that will help to protect you from a lot of things but if you think uh, getting out of the digital world now will just you know minimize the problems you have might it yeah I guess it might but it really the information's out there the horse left the corral you know too little too late whatever whatever you want to say about it 
So now the best thing you can do about this is to protect yourself. Uh, and if you hear of a scam like this, report it to the FBI or the Consumer Protection Agency or your Attorney General's office or any authority you can think of immediately who will guide you in what to do and where else to report this stuff. Um, but absolutely enable multi-factor authentication. That's what the term I was trying to think of. And uh, if you get any sort of unsolicited mm -hmm. uh, message that says it's from anything, basically, I'm from your bank, I'm from your payment app, I'm, you know, I'm from your doctor's office, whatever it is, if it's unsolicited, just don't engage. Just hang up and call your doctor's office or your bank or your app or whoever it is you have to get to. Uh, call them on the phone at a number that is verified. That's one maybe on their official website mm -hmm. or one that you already have on your phone. But whatever you do, do not call the numbers or reply to the emails that the people contacting you, who contacted you in an unsolicited manner, are giving you. Because all you're going to do is get back to them and they're going to just make you feel more comfortable and more willing to give up your identification and your money. Yeah, it's unfortunate. This is another thing that we have to worry about. But if it hasn't happened to you yet, it's going to happen or at least to someone, you know, at least the initial, you know, text or uh, trick that they're trying to get money out of you because it's just going to keep continuing on. Yeah, I think so. And I think maybe the scariest part of this, besides the fact that they can mask the phone number and the email and all of that, the scariest part to me about this scam is that the scammers didn't run away. I mean, when they run away instantly, you kind of know like, oh, man, I got scammed, right? But when they're calling you every day to make sure that you're, mm -hmm. oh, are you doing okay? You're sleeping all right because we protected you, you know. When that's happening and they're stretching this out for days, just convincing you that you haven't done anything wrong and that everything is okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. they're probably just waiting for the money to clear or get more money from you, right? Uh, and continue to tell you that there are more scams. That to me was the creepiest thing that they didn't go away. It's like somebody robbing your house and they come back every day <laughs> and continue to rob your what's, house. What's right? for dinner tonight? Yeah. Awful. Yeah. I mean, creepy. Really creepy. All right. Well, so, if you need help with this, um, I would definitely recommend calling Dr. Francis Ram. You, you know, you have dealt with this, like you said, just in the past week, twice. So uh, what is yeah. the phone number they can get a hold of you at? Absolutely. They can reach us at 413-773-3333. And, and of course, you're welcome to call us directly. And if we call <laughs> you back, you can hang up on us and call us again. It's okay. <laughs> Excellent advice. Or you can visit HugYourMoney.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, right here on WHMP.